And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. Hey, everybody. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. The Scopper Inside from The Athletic, joined by our top Aces, New Jersey Devils correspondent, Corey Massasak. Corey, this is, um, I got to tell you, when I was thinking about landing places for Dougie Hamilton, I, I think, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say the top unrestricted free agent on the market when the NHL free agent market opened at noon Eastern on Wednesday. I, I, I didn't have New Jersey at the top of my list. But here we are, as you and I are chatting, the New Jersey Devils and Dougie Hamilton putting the final touches on a seven-year contract that will come out at with a $9 million uh, annual cap hit. And I, I, I wonder what you make of this uh, in terms of what it means for the New, Je- New Jersey Devils moving forward. What's the, what's the signal that this sends? Yeah, I think... Look, it's been a long time coming in New Jersey where, you know, this rebuilding process started, you know, in in 2015 when they hired Ray Shiro. And then there was kind of like a reset whenever they uh, dismissed Shiro and made Tom Fitzgerald the the interim GM and then the full-time GM. they've, They've said from the beginning, basically since the end of last season, that this coming season was going to be different, that they were going to improve the roster and that it wasn't like, okay, here's a guarantee that they're going to make the playoffs next year, but they just wanted to be more competitive. They want to play games that matter near the end of the season. And so I don't think that meant that they were necessarily going to go out and sign a bunch of three and $4 million guys to just try to paper over some cracks. Like this was, I mean, like you said, Dougie Hamilton was the big fish. Like, I mean, you could, you could say that if Seth Jones was available, that he was also a big fish, but I, you know, I would take Dougie Hamilton over, over Seth Jones. And um, I think by getting him, this, this changes sort of the trajectory of the whole rebuilding process. Like it's, it doesn't mean that it's over. They, they still have lots of young players that need to develop into better players. And they still have a couple of holes that they need to fill, but just, you know, adding Dougie Hamilton at the top of the depth chart on defense and also adding Ryan Graves as like your number three or number four guy, they've already transformed and he, you could even go back to the trade deadline last uh, last season when they added Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, right at the as kind of a sneaky move at the end. Like they have basically transformed their almost their entire defense core, um, you know, in in twelve months. Yeah, well, I I look at this blue line, Corey, and all of a sudden it's it's got all kinds of fascinating moving parts. I mean, you've got young Ty Smith who has all kinds of upside, and know he's just twenty one, but the the kid is. Is a tremendous young player. Uh, you still have PK Subban under contract for another year at nine million dollars. He has no trade protection in that Tom Fitzgerald can move him uh, should he see fit. Should there's a, you know if there's a market out there, uh, which I think is is going to be fascinating moving forward because now when you bring Dougie Hamilton into the mix, uh, you know a top 
right-hand shot D-man, P.K. Subban, also a right-hand shot defenseman. Uh, for me, the Ryan Graves ad balancing things out. He's just 26, uh, plays on the left side. That's a formidable looking blue line core. And I wonder if you think of all the moving parts, you know, with, at some point is P- P.K. Subban going to be going somewhere else, possibly to bring in some more help up front? Or how, how do you think that shakes down? Because it, the defense is chock full now and it looks a lot different than it did a year ago. Right. I mean, I mean, as of today, or as we speak now, that's, this has even changed in the last half hour. They they traded away Will, uh, Will Butcher to Buffalo to, um, you know, he had another year or two left on his deal, and they basically just didn't have a spot for him anymore. He, um, well, I mean, one of the things that that Tom Fitzgerald had said, you know, eighteen months ago or two years ago, was that they needed to get bigger on defense. Well, they've added Dougie Hamilton, and they've added Ryan Graves, and they've added Jonas Siegenthaler, who are all large human beings. Um, and so, yeah, no, they've, you know, they have a top four right now of, of Hamilton, uh, Ty Smith, Damon Severson and Ryan Graves. And that's, you know, that's two lefties and two righties. And that doesn't really leave a spot for, I mean, you know, you could play PK Subban on the third pair and he might even be really effective in that role, but you know, that's, that's a $9 million defenseman playing, you know, 15 or 17 minutes a night. Um, so yeah, I, I, it wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't be surprising if that was something that they, they tried to do, and, and in a way, it would almost be as much for him. Like you know, if they could, they could, they have all the salary cap space. Even with all the moves that they've made, is, is not an issue. They could retain half of his contract for this year, no problems. Um, and if they, you know, if they could find him a place where he would maybe be able to play more, and like you said, if they could add, I, th- I think that I mean, they they also added Jonathan Bernier, so they have a, they have their two goalies set. The, the 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 holes that they have at this point are basically. Um, they could use another goal scorer to play with Jack Hughes or Nikio Hishir. And they could also probably use like another veteran. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, Blake Coleman got a whole lot of money today. So not, not somebody that expensive, but just a, a Blake Coleman type of player who can play on the PK and, uh, you know, be sort of a, you know, a, you know, a physical guy on the bottom two lines. They've, they have, they lost Nathan Bastion to Seattle in the expansion draft. And that was one of his sort of his deal. And then also, uh, didn't qualify Nick Markley, who he might have been like the third line right wing. So they basically they're they're really short on at right wing. So if they could find a right-handed right wing who can score goals and play on the PK, that's pretty much the perfect thing that they could add at this point. Yeah. So listen, Dougie Hamilton is a tremendous talent. He, you know, he handles the puck extremely well. He got great vision, walks the blue line on the power play. He's got a great shot. He knows when to jump in, but you know, listen, this is now team number four. He's 28 years old. Um, and, and I think one of the things that when people looked at Dougie Hamilton and the success he had in Carolina, um, was it, it was a good fit for him, right? I mean, there, there were some mutterings when he left Calgary, and there were mutterings when he left Boston to go to Calgary. And listen, he's, you know, he's an interesting cat. And, and I'm, you know, it's not even that whole museum thing is it's garbage, right? Like, I mean, he's just an interesting guy. But uh, you know, to me, one of the things I thought it was a real good fit in Carolina because it's a really fascinating room, and Rod Brindamore is a really interesting guy, and the way he coaches teams and his relationship with the players there it, it, it is, it, you know, is fascinating, and I think in some ways it's quite unique. Uh, you know, coming to to New Jersey, 
having to learn a new town, a new team, a new system, a new coach, are there red flags for you, Corey? Or or do you think this is going to be seamless? You know, he's not a kid anymore. So he's, you know, he's 28 years old. Um, wh- what do you make of all that? Yeah, I know. I think it's, look, the way I would put it is he's not Kale McCarr, but you can't trade for Kale McCarr or you can't sign Kale McCarr as a free agent. Like that, there's a reason why those guys are ne- are never available. I think he is... I think he's honestly one of, you know, you, you can't name five defensemen who are better than him that have made it to the free agent market uh, in like the salary gap era. There's only been a couple. And like, some of the, some of what you were talking about, like some of the, you know, maybe not, maybe red flag is harsh, but just some, there's been some things in his career that, you know, people haven't necessarily believed in him to play him 25 minutes a night or believed in him to pay him $9 million a year. And, you know, I, th- I think this is, the devils might be the one spot where it's like, Hey, you know, they are in desperate need of somebody who plays like him. And this is going to be his chance to prove that he's, he is every bit that guy. I mean, look, he, you know, he just finished fourth in the Norris trophy voting fourth. And like my mentions on Twitter are like, well, he's not really a number one defenseman. He wasn't the number one defenseman in Calgary. Like, well, he just finished fourth in the Norris trophy voting. (laughs) He's finished in the top 15 five years in a row. He's pretty good. Um, (laughs) You know, they haven't, the Devils haven't really had a guy like that since, you know, Brian Rafalski or say Scott Niedermeyer or Scott Stevens. So um, yeah, I I do think, you know, it it will be interesting. I I don't, I don't think he's, he's not going to have to play 28 minutes a night for them in part because they have Damon Severson, who is also a, I think a pretty underrated defenseman around the league. And so I think if they don't, if they're probably not going to play together. So if you play both of them, you know, say 22 to 24 minutes a piece, you know, that's your, your, you've got three fourths of the game locked up basically with, with a really good defenseman, especially at even strength. Um, and so I do think, yeah, I mean, I think like it's a, it's a weird, it, it's, it's kind of hard to project what's going to happen in the room because their room is kind of a blank slate. Like, I I think that's, you know, they don't have a lot of veterans in there. There's, it's going to be interesting to see how that, the sort of chemistry of the team and all those types of things develop. But I do think that like Lindy Ruff has proven that he's pretty good at dealing with players of, of different sorts. And, and there's certainly the opportunity there for him to sort of come in and just look, he's going to be the number one defenseman. He's going to play on the first power play. You know, he's going to, He's going to launch a bunch of one timers that Jack Hughes is going to set him up with at the top of the point, and 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 let's see what happens. Uh, all right, before I let you go, I, I I'm 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 in a moment. I'm going to file a free agent uh, grades listy type thing, and uh, I was talking to my good pal Mike McKenna, longtime NHL and uh, minor pro goaltender and terrific analyst, really, and he loves Jonathan Bernier. He loves the fit with Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, we talked about all the other additions there, Ryan Gray's on the back end and how this team is going to be more difficult to play against, at least on paper. I, I, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility this team is playing meaningful games into February and March um, in, in a metropolitan division that I think it's fair to say is in, you know, in some transition, lots of those, uh, you know, you know, every year playoff teams, uh, whether it's Washington or Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I think there's a state of flux maybe going on in the Metro division. And, and, and I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. This Devils team is going to be right in the mix, playing meaningful games and, and talking about a possible playoff berth next spring. It, agree? Disagree? Yeah, I do think, um, you know, we'll see what happens over the next few days. I, I you know, I had, I had mentioned it a couple of days ago that like, you know, none of the teams 
in the Metro have, have gotten better this year. If anything, you know, a, a couple of those stalwarts at the top here, at least until they use some of their cap space, that they looked worse on paper. And I guess it depends on what you think of sort of the Flyers makeover that they have, that they have done on defense. Um, but yeah, no, I think that this year in particular, obviously expectations are going to go out of control now. This is, this is going to be very much like the 2019 offseason when the Devils added P.K. Subban and Nikita Gusev and Wayne Simmons and Jack Hughes and things got out of control and that, that team was not ready. I would say that the difference here is that like, you know, P.K. was 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 getting older and coming off of a big injury and Nikita Gusev was a wild card and Wayne Simmons was coming off a big injury, whereas the guys that they added this year, they're all, you know, like kind of in the primes of their careers. And, and like I said, I think, I think Bernier is probably going to be exactly what they – thought they were getting with Corey Crawford last year before he decided to retire. So yeah, I, I do think that, you know, expectations wise, I, they should definitely expect to be better this year and to be, you know, let's say at least on the fringe of the playoff race, you know, around trade deadline time, at least they should at least go into the trade deadline this year, not being like, Oh yeah, we're 23 points out and it's time to trade away all of the UFAs like that. That should be the, you know, that's a, that's a bare minimum goal. And then I do think like looking forward, you know, some of those teams like Pittsburgh and Washington are getting near the end of their contention window. And this is the sort of thing like they're Dougie Hamilton is going to make them better this year, but he's also, this is also a move for like 2023 and 2024 when he's still kind of, you know, he's not anywhere near declining yet either. And they're actually ready to go. All right. So I'm, you're just, just so I can synthesize, you say they're a lock to make the playoffs <laughs> next year. Okay, just checking yeah. on that. So <laughs> ninety nine points. Get game one at Prudential Center against either the Flyers or Penguins. Mark it down. No. <laughs> All right. Listen, it, it's been terrific. It, it's a great signing and 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 good for Tom Fitzgerald and the Devils. Uh, it's a market that could use some good news. And thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. You should go to the athletics headline section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google assistant to play news from The Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to join for just $3.99 per month. Corey, I know you got a ton of work to do, so get after it, my friend. But uh, excellent work by you and look forward to catching up down the road. Thanks for having me, Scotty. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.